Hey everybody, so now we are speaking with Peter Awid from the Slow Hustle podcast, founder and creator. So uh, Peter, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Hey man, I'm looking forward to it. So what's the slow hustle? What is the slow hustle? <laughs> slow hustle, man. I give, it to, I give it to you in a nutshell. It was a selfish project that started about a year and a half ago um, and it'd been percolating in the back of my mind a couple of years prior to that. Um, because I found myself on this roller coaster of entrepreneurship, right? And so I've been a founder for almost 20 years. Before that, you know, my, my parents, immigrants from Egypt, came over here, $500 clothing on their back, that whole bit. And I saw him struggling with that too, right? And I thought he was crazy. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like, how can he be so excited one day about business, the next day, like, just down and depressed and thinking his, his business is going to shut down until I went through it. And then realizing, like, this is fairly normal for every, every founder, right? You have good days, you have bad days, you have days where you're crushing it. You have days when the business feels like it's crushing you and you feel like you're crazy. Like you're the only one struggling with it until you realize that everybody's going through it. And so the podcast is about exposing the fact that no matter it's your first company, 10th company, 20th company, doesn't matter. Big exits, no exits. Everybody's going through it. So it's like, let's talk about that. Let's find out how people are super productive and hustling and getting a lot of things done, but then also still living a life worth living, right? Like how are they seeing their family? How are they seeing their kids grow up? How are they spending time with their spouse? How are they taking care of themselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually? Like, how are you doing that? And some founders are doing it extremely well. Some aren't doing it well at all, right? They're not doing it. They're just hustling, you know, their face off as Gary Vee says. And some, which are the most intriguing to me, they did it really poorly at first, right? And maybe they had a divorce or maybe they didn't see their kids grow up and they'd look back and like, okay, I want to do this differently. And they made some changes. And those are the most intriguing stories to me, those people that share how they struggled and how they changed and what they're doing and sharing those tips and tactics with the, with the audience. So that's slow hustle in a nutshell. Very cool. What were, what were you working on before slow hustle or slow hustle, the main, your main focus right now, the podcast or. So, yeah. So, so I've got two e-commerce companies. One's an automotive started in college. It's that, that, that company is about 16 years old now. One is a snack food mission-based snack food company. That's nine months old. That's also e-commerce. And then the podcast is kind of what I'm calling my passion project. And, um, that's, that's, what's keeping me busy aside from being a family man and having four kids. So what does your work week look like? It's a good question, man. Tell us about your four kids. Cause I have four kids. So how old are they? <laughs> They're eight, six, four and 20 months. So I got girl boy, girl boy. And, um, they're, they're my life, man. I mean, just like, I, the thing for me is like, I love business. I love what it allows me to do. I love the flexibility, but if you have all that, but, and you forget what your priorities are. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why people work the way that they do forgetting about why they started to begin with. Right? Like you don't start a company and think like, I can't wait to work myself to death. Like nobody says that, but a lot of people do that. Right. Um, and so that's the story with fam, man. Um, what did you ask me, Nick? I forgot. What is, what is your work week look like? Yeah. So it's become very structured. So we just came off a uh, year long travel stint. And so I thought I was really structured before we left and being in beautiful places and wanting to hang out with the kids, it became even more structured. And so, um, I, I set aside and I don't know how much detail you want here, Nick, but I set aside big rocks for the, for every single day. And those are the things that if I got just that done and nothing else, I'd still feel like I won the day. And I start the day off with a, what, what I've been doing since the beginning of the year is my Miracle Morning routine. So if you're familiar with Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Hal's been on the podcast. Yeah, he's a great dude. And so I, I wake up, I do, I, I have a very strict regimen of setting my clothes out. I just wrote about this today, setting the clothes out the night before. 
I have what I call a uniform, which is my favorite shirts in every single color, shorts, pants, like everything looks the same essentially as far as the style. So I don't have to even think about it. I get up, I have uh, this disgusting smoothie that makes me feel good uh, physically, although it tastes horrible. Uh, an Americano, my morning routine of, of uh, savers with uh, Miracle Morning. And then I have, to, I have to hit my big rocks. And so before I take my phone off airplane mode, before I look at my inbox, before I let any any messages or anything come in, I got to knock out the big rocks. Right. And so I focus in on that and then I open the inbox and then I, I turn my phone off airplane mode. So that's what the morning, my morning looks like. And that's what my, you know, the beginning of my day looks like. And then after that, I start working on messages and communicating with the outside world. Are you working every day or do you set aside some days for podcast focus, some days for the e-commerce? Yeah. So I, I work Monday through Friday, typically, unless, you know, the family wants to go on an excursion outside of town and I'll block that out. Um, I'm very particular about what I call bashing and blocking, right? So the, the blocking is just like setting aside time for family for one-on-one -on -one time with a kid. You know, when you have four kids, it's like, you got to set aside time for one-on-one. -on -one. What's that? It's tough to get one-on-one. -on -one. It's very tough. I mean, it's one of my hesitations of having a, what is considered a huge family these days, very small, like maybe 30 years ago, is that I was like, man, how am I going to have set, set aside time with one-on-one -on -one with the kids? Because I think that's super valuable. And so I set that aside on Thursday afternoons to have one-on-one. -on -one. Do I always hit it? No, but it's there and it's blocked off and nothing gets scheduled in. And so I've got the, those blocks set aside for exercise and all these different things. To answer Nick's question, um, I do... I do batch my, my podcast, right? So, um, t twice a week, two Tuesdays a month, I do three to four interviews on, on a full day. So tomorrow I've got three interviews and I just knock those out. And I found that that's the best way to be in the mode to, instead of having, you know, the switching between interviews and email and all these things that require different parts of your brain to work. Um, I try to batch those tasks. And so I'm in the mode, I'm in the zone, I can get these interviews done get that, get that checked out the list and bring my, you know, my A game. What does your team look like? We're, we're super lean, man. Um, I think you guys will appreciate that. And so automotive team has got just one full timer. And then we use a three PL third party logistics provider to deal with all of the, the shipping right to inbound and outbound and all that stuff. Same thing for, uh, the, the, the snack food company. What, what is, what are the names of the companies? Yeah. So import auto performance is the automotive company. Um, like I said, it's been around about 16 years. Mission Meats is the new snack food company. We started that and we launched that in September last year. And um, it's mission-based, right? So that's the cornerstone of the company is that we're going to put out a badass product, right? So it's going to be something that's going to be super good at standalone. But on top of that, we are focused on partnering with organizations that are doing just really rad stuff in the world. So we've got four partners right now. Two are international. One's in Uganda and Haiti. Uh, you read about those on the site. And then one is in South Orange County, their food pantry. And then the latest one, which the whole family is going to visit next month, is in Minneapolis. And um, they're called Perspectives. And they, they take in women and children and, and help them reenter the workforce. I've had a graze bar, by the way. You have Wait, where Grace Bar is that the cricket thing? No, 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 no. That's EXO. No, no, the Grace <laughs> Bar. They're, they're like they're like uh, actually healthy Slim Jims, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I hope that doesn't that doesn't insult you. <laughs> no, it's not at all, man. So the the, the gray sticks are are a healthy Slim Jim, right? Just ten ingredients. Uh, ingredients as Kind Bar would say, you can read and pronounce. And then the Grace Bar is it's a it's like a it's a competitor to Epic. It's one of the few bars, if any, that are on the market that have no sugar. So, and Epic does have sugar. It's like unbelievable. You can't find them without sugar. 
Yeah. Epic has sugar, right? It's dried cranberries have sugar. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's really, really fun. Cause I read, I read a book by Peter Diamandis called bold and you guys have probably read it. And I read it last, uh, it was February, 2015. And I read it and I'm like, man, our companies are missing a mission component. We've got slow hustle. We had just started it. And I'm like, this feels awesome. Like we're doing good in the world. And I get to talk about and share these stories with other founders that are just doing rad stuff. And we're helping people bring some slowness into their life. And so that was around the time I started thinking about a mission-based food company. And, 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 that's, and that's why we started Mission Meats. Yeah. So I'm just trying to remember. It was, um, it was someone gave me a keto delivered box. Would that be where? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we have a huge keto community, um, Whole30, people that are into paleo, all that. I mean, what are you, you going to snack on other than, than, than meat, right? If you're, if you're paleo. <laughs> That's right. Nuts, almonds. Yeah, I guess. Or meat. Or meat. <laughs> or meat. Um, well, that's great. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's very cool. Okay, so you've got basically one person for each company. What kind of check-in are they doing with you? Like, how are you managing them? Like, what tools do you use to communicate with them? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Trello. And so, yeah, so we, we use Trello for everything and how to, how to manage like who's doing what, who's responsible for things, what, you know, dates that are due, et cetera. Um, and so we're using that and you know, it just, it's that in email, man. I mean, I, I was a fan of Slack. I was using Slack. It became just incredibly overwhelming. I feel like as far as messages and the, and the different, um, uh, pages that I was on. So I just, I actually stopped using Slack. Um, maybe one of the few people that, that stopped yeah, using that's it. You're the first one I've heard of that went to it and then went back. But we are, we, we are big advocates of Slack and Trello, stuff that on our private consulting side of things, we, we train people in. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be because we're, we're a smaller team, Like I can see it maybe with, with larger teams and such like that. But, um, but yeah, Trello for us has been a really, really great way to keep organized. And I just love the fact that you can take cards and duplicate them. So it's like, okay, anybody could jump in, duplicate cards and not miss a piece of the puzzle. Right. So before that, and we weren't using Trello, I'd be like, Oh, well you, so-and-so you forgot to do this or, or you did it for this, you did it for this task. You forgot to do it for that. So, um, I'm yeah. a huge, huge fans of Trello. Well, you're going to have to try our new less doing uh, project management tool. That's going to be coming out in the next couple months. Cool. Uh, it t- basically takes the best aspects of Trello and Asana into a brand new interface that really hasn't been done before for project management. So we're really excited and we'll send you the link to that. Uh, once it comes out. That sounds great, man. Excited about that. So, um, okay. So you do your miracle morning, no matter what, um, which is, which is awesome. And then, so you got your five, your five day work week, but what, what are the weekends like? Miracle morning means you're waking up at 4am and doing some meditation or workout. Is that, you don't have to wake up at 4 Is that like <laughs> when you say miracle morning, is that what you mean? Yeah. So, well, so miracle morning by Hal Rod, he's got this, um, method acronym called savers right and so it's got uh, i can maybe spout them all out to you but so you've got you've got ex- exercise you've got meditation you've got affirmations um you've got silence which could be prayer um however you want to look at it, it's prayer for myself um visualizations and what's the what's the sixth one uh, area you remember well, yeah well, it's journaling right Journaling. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, so I wake up at five forty. Um, my big thing as a parent is I don't want to get waking up, woken up with a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Right. Exactly, man. And so, um, if you're a parent and you're listening, you know exactly what I mean. It's like the worst way to wake up. And I found like <laughs> at that moment, I'm like, I am not happy to see you like little dude, little person. I, I don't, I'm not happy to see you. I don't want to see you. Right. So, 
if I wake up before them and I have time for, you know, for my morning routine, I've had my coffee and I do all these things and I'm still home at that point, not usually, then they wake up and I'm happy to see them. And I want to be excited to see my kids in the morning, right? So I wake up and I do that. And typically I'm, I'm leaving the house before they wake up. Now on the, on the weekends, I'm there, right? And we're making breakfast and we're, we're, we're an outdoorsy family. And so we just like to be outside and tooling around doing whatever it is, whether we're at our house or we're vacationing or traveling, I should say, um, weekends are usually wide open. And I find, because I had Derek Sivers on the show and he kind of, he affirmed this, is like the weekends are best when there's the least amount, you know, the least items planned. So I like for it to be spontaneous. If the kids want to do something for hours and hours outside, that's what we're going to do. So do you have a particular like place that you like to work? Or it, I see right now you're obviously in a very good setup for your podcasting, but is that where you're typically working? You know, um, I like variety, man. And so I, I'm typically working from coffee shops. I like a lot of ambient background noise. I like running into people. Um, and so we traveled for a year and it was so interesting to me, man, is that finding that coffee culture is a real thing, right? And so I had very much this cheers scenario in almost every place we went. And so last point, last place was in Dana Point, California. There's a little coffee shop that's inside a bicycle shop, right? It's called Crank and Grind. And I'd sit in there, man, and I got to know all the baristas, right? They knew what I wanted. I'd, I'd come in and then the, uh, like a coffee would just show up. Like I, wouldn't, I hadn't even ordered yet, which is just amazing, right? But then getting to know the people that are, that are regulars, right? Like, so the old timers that are there that are retired and they're there all the time and becoming friends with them and like staying connected after we leave town and like learning about their family and their kids and all that stuff. To me, it's really, really fun. Could it be distracting? Sure. And so my tactic is if I want to have like heads down time where I'm just clowning with their work and I don't want the distraction of all the people there, I put my headphones in. And most of the time there's not any music playing. But it's just like, it's me, it's a kind of a cue to people like, oh, my head's down, I'm working. I'm not going to hear you if you try to talk to me kind of thing. Or if I want to chat and I want to like invite some of these stories in, I do that, man. So usually I'll do that in the morning and then maybe in the afternoon I'll take a walk and then hit a closed door office where I can you know, get, some, get some work done as well. I used to do that tactic all the time when I was a, when I was a trader. I would just sit on the desk with earplugs, with a headset, not playing anything just so people didn't come up to me. It's, it works so well, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's like, it's such a, such yeah, a weird, weird tactic. People are like, oh, he must be listening. He's not going to hear me. Right. So they don't even wave over or anything like that. Or if they wave, you just give them like the, like, you know, yeah. like the what's yeah. up, but no, it's it, though the one finger up. <laughs> right. Right. You want right. yeah. to listen to the sounds of people playing chess? <laughs> just the sound of Larry Love. <laughs> uh, it's actually, have you, do you know the website, uh, Copitivity? No. So coffeeativity is my jam. That's uh, you go there and you it will play the sounds of a coffee house for you in your earphones. And nice. I actually find it really helps. Nice. Like that's yeah. that's awesome, man. I actually I use a, a Mac app called Noisio. Yeah. Um, and so if there's like too much ambient background noise, or I find myself listening to other people's conversations, I'll just play some background noise. They have a coffee house one, which is funny. I've never listened to that one. Mine is it's called Sunny Day. So I'll play Sunny Day and it's just like birds chirping and stuff. Um, and it's weird, man, because I'm, you know, I, we're based out of the Midwest and that's where we live right now. And um, on, a, on a gray day, like I play Sunny Day and I'm like, wow, I feel better. Like it's gray as hell outside, but it sounds like there's a bunch of birds and things happening and it's spring here. It's not. Um, and so, um, and so I, I use that tool. 
back to the slow hustle for a second here too. So you said it's like anybody, their first company or their 20th company. How many ventures have you been through? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we've got the three that we got going on right now and there's been uh, three other failed attempts at either startup or our small company. Right. So, you know, roughly six, um, there's probably a few other like, um, you know, pathetic failures in there that I've just wiped from memory. And are you, do you typically, uh, these past companies or startups, is it typically pretty lean and just a, a few people and trying to keep it small? Yeah. Most of them were lean. There was one startup with about 15 employees, um, that is, is still alive today. I won't mention, but, um, then we worked on it for five years. So otherwise super lean. Here's the thing for me is that, um, it's, it's exciting and sexy to raise funding and, and grow a huge team. And a lot of people do that and they thrive in that. I found that for me, I'm, I'm not excited about managing people, right? Like I, I just want to have ideas. I want to crank through them. I want them to provide some freedom and flexibility for my family to do what we want to do. Do I want to get super rich? No, not necessarily. I just want to live the way that rich people do, right? And that perception is that they have flexibility, they have freedom, they can do whatever it is that they want. That's just, that's, that's what I'm shooting for. That's a great line. I don't want I don't need to be rich. I just want to live as if I'm rich. <laughs> um, so, that's actually a really good point because like for me, for yeah. example, I, I personally have no aspirations of being a billionaire at all. Like we have a very, very good life where I'm out here in my house in the Hamptons right now. I have four kids. We can, we can go and do whatever we want, whatever we want, but I don't need even a million dollars a year to do what we're doing right now. So it's, it's, that's, I, that's really good. And well, the thing you know, it's, you know, it's crazy. And I feel like there aren't too many people that have gone through this exercise, which kind of baffles me. It's like, write down everything you want right now. Just write it down, right? All the big purchases you want, the, tri the trips you want to make, like write them all down and add them up. It's probably not that much money. And you're like, holy shit, I thought I needed to make like all this money to do all these things. You're like, I don't really need to make that much more money to do all these things that I want to do. And you shoot for that. Right. Well, it's funny actually because like the biggest thing that we don't have that I that I would like, but and we don't need it, but I would like would be private jet travel. And mm -hmm. now you got jet smarter at twelve thousand dollars a year. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's all pretty accessible. Which by next year that might be a business expense. Absolutely, that's our goal. <laughs> that's that's the only reason we have this company actually. Nick <laughs> <laughs> and I can fly a private. Right, man. You got set jet. I mean, these all these companies that are out now, and and for me that's really really exciting because it's like the Uber for air travel is like almost here. And pretty soon you're like, I can just do, I can just hop on a plane whenever I want. I can go wherever I want. And, and it's not going to be that much money. So you don't need to own a jet, right? You just want to be able to have access to a jet. And there's a huge, huge delineation there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still surprised that I own a car. I mean, we have a minivan that, you know, because we have like mm -hmm. a busload of kids, but me too. Um, yeah. Do you have a minivan? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which one? Odyssey. Oh yes. <laughs> The man. All right. <laughs> you finally met your, uh, your match, huh? <laughs> it's got a fridge and a built-in vacuum cleaner. Come the fuck on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, but I'm still, still a little surprised that we actually own one. Or actually, yeah. so we're getting there. Um, so, all right. The last question we always love to ask on these uh, interviews is, what are your top three pieces of advice for being more effective? Yeah. Yeah. So the two out of the three, I'll think of the third one here in a second, is the batching and the blocking, man. I mean, it, it is so incredibly valuable. So I'll, I'll give you an example of, uh, I gave you guys examples of batching and blocking already, but I'll give you an example of like tinkering with it constantly, right? So there was last week where I felt like, man, I'm getting a lot of stuff done, but I don't feel like I'm moving the needle on the stuff that I need to be doing. 
And so I decided, I think it was th- Thursday and Friday last week where I'm like, you know what? Email is last priority for me. And this may not be true for everybody, but for me, I'm like, you know what? Email is last priority. Let me work on my big, my morning routine, my big rocks. And then I'm going to start working on stuff that I've been putting off that I feel like are really, truly important that have just not been making it onto my schedule. I worked on all those things. And then I opened email at four. I usually, I usually head out at five o'clock. I opened my email at four. I was still able to knock out the majority of my email by five o'clock. And I was working. I'm like, oh my God, man, I got so much done today. I feel like I really moved the needle on stuff, you know, or move, move, uh, move stuff uh, along that will move the needle. And I still got my email done. And then you start thinking like, why, why are you able to do that? And I always use the example of like, think about when you're on vacation and you still need to pop in an email, let's say once a day, and you're able to go find a coffee shop or wherever you need to go. You crush your email inbox, you, you close it out. And you think to yourself like, why don't I do this on a regular basis? Like, wh- why can't I get through my email inbox in an hour or whatever the time period is like I do on vacation? And it's because the damn tabs always open right? Notifications are always coming in, which you should turn off by the way. And so it's like, if you can batch and block effectively, I mean, you, and you can continue to do that as if you're on vacation, as if your Wi-Fi is about to go out, as if your, your laptop's about to die and you do that on a regular basis. To me, I think you can be much more efficient, but more importantly, effective in the work that you're getting done. What's the third one? Um, I feel like for me, man, morning routine is like, is like the, the golden goose. I don't know if that's the right phrase or even what that means at all. I'm not sure where that even came from. But for me, it's like starting the day. Right? I don't know either. Yeah, I'm glad you're shaking your head, bro. Um, but but to me, the, the morning routine is like the way to win the day before it even begins, before you even get behind the computer. Uh, is waking up, having some time to breathe, having some routine that puts you in that right perspective in that right place. And then you feel like you can crush it, right? So I don't wake up running around the house looking for that shirt that I want to wear. Like the clothes are already set out. I know what I'm going to eat. I know what I'm going to be working on as far as my morning routine. I know what my big rocks are for the day. So I can do all of that before I even get into the inbox and starting having communication with the outside world. I think that is key to setting the stage for a super productive and effective day. That's awesome. We're going to have links in the show notes to everything, obviously, but tell us, you know, where we want people to get some gray sticks, obviously, but tell us where people can find out more about you and subscribe to your awesomeness. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we're on iTunes, Stitcher and all those good places for Slow Hustle podcasts. Hit me on Twitter at Peter Awad, P-E-T-E-R-A-W-A-D or at Slow Hustle. Find me on Instagram at Slow Hustle podcast. And if you want to email me, man, just reach out Peter at slowhustle.com.